0: With Jason
4: McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Wednesday, March 8th. Got a great guest on the pod today to help me digest the news that could be coming down the pike here in the next, I don't know, week. Aaron Rodgers and my New York Jets. I have a buddy who worked for me at the Big Lead. He's now at the New York Post. He's been around the block, done some media stuff with S.I., And he's the biggest Green Bay Packers fan I know. Since I've known him, he's been going to Lambeau. He will, you know, take off at the moment's notice in January and go to Lambeau for a playoff game. Always able to somehow get tickets. He's a huge Rodgers fan. Grew up liking Favre and now Rodgers. He's never known life like me, a Jets fan, with no franchise quarterback. So we talk about Rodgers and the Packers and what's true and what's false. And is this? it's just... Aaron Rodgers kind of sick of his marriage and saying, you know what, I kind of I want to see other people. And like the maybe it's the idea of seeing other people. So now the Jets are flying to Aaron Rodgers. Think about this, a billionaire, Woody Johnson, flying to court, a franchise quarterback. And then maybe Aaron Rodgers will meet him. He'll see his buddy Hackett, who, remember, he worked with in Green Bay. Hackett went to Denver. Everybody thought Denver would get Rodgers because of Hackett. Flopped badly. Hackett fired. Jets hire him as the OC. And now the Jets are making a run at Rodgers. So does he want to move on from his, the only franchise he's known in the NFL? Or does he just, be, does he like the idea of, oh, I want, I want to be courted? I want people to throw themselves at me so I can know what it feels like to be wanted. Maybe the Packers are taking him for granted. You know, I gave him the one of the biggest contracts ever last year. But again, I'm trying to get inside the head of Aaron Rodgers is a mystery. Wrapped in an enigma. Like, good luck trying to understand that guy. Maybe he saw something in the darkness retreat. You see what I did there? Saw something in the darkness retreat. That led him to the idea of, I would like to go to New York. Maybe the guy who has been very openly against, I'm not going to say anti-vax. He's kind of against, not against the vax, but not pro-vaccination. Let's just say that. Who has Openly question COVID. He has been a do-my-own-research guy. Gone on the Rogan podcast. And he's basically now willing to jump into one of the most liberal cities in America, in New York City, where they had a vaccine mandate. It just seems too perfect. I, 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 I'm i not totally buying it. So anyways, Glass Beagle and I dive into that for a good 20 minutes. So I won't really talk about Rogers here. We'll just do it in the interview. But there was another big quarterback move on Franchise Tag Tuesday that emerged. It was not Daniel Jones. And I don't want to sit here and hammer Daniel Jones. You could, that's easy to do. I mean, the Giants overpaid him. He didn't—I I don't know. The numbers are fuzzy. It doesn't look like he quite got $40 million, but it looks like he got like $39 million a year, which is absolutely bonkers. Just batshit insanity from the New York Giants. As a Jets fan, I am absolutely thrilled that they will chain themselves to mediocrity for the foreseeable future. But the real story is what went down in Baltimore. And I, as you guys know, I'm on a bunch of different text chains, dads locally, um, fantasy football, gambling. And I have a college, mostly college basketball uh, text chain, you know, the guys who do the machine that I've told you about. And I guess one of them I didn't realize is a huge Baltimore Ravens fan. And he just f- starts freaking out yesterday. I'm driving back from uh, the studio lot, and all of a sudden a flurry of Ravens texts come in. I go, oh, I guess they tagged Lamar. And then non-exclusive franchise tag, like one of those all-caps texts. And I was like, wow, they really did it. And I've tried to read as much about this non-exclusive franchise tag as I can, and without getting too in the weeds. The bottom line is, the Baltimore Ravens have been trying to work with Lamar Jackson for months now, dating back to last year, trying to get a deal done. The problem is he has an unconventional agent It's a family member. It's not someone who works at one of the big firms, Athletes First, CAA, WME, not one of those guys where there are relationships that have been developed over the years that can help smooth things over. His agent is a family member. And that family member is working directly with Lamar Jackson who is saying, I want what Deshaun Watson got because I'm a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. Now that's up for debate. But Lamar does have an MVP in his trophy case. Deshaun Watson does not. And Deshaun Watson got five years, $230 million fully guaranteed. Now, if you followed the Ravens saga at all, you know their owner is like one of these old school guys who is, I don't know if hardliner is the right phrase, but... He don't want to give the fully guaranteed. He's been upfront about that. We will give you more guaranteed money than Russell Wilson got. We will give you more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray got. But we ain't giving you fully guaranteed. They have said they absolutely will not. So they had two choices, the franchise tag or the non-exclusive. The franchise tag, he would have been playing for like $45 million this year. But the Ravens kind of are sick of his shit because – Offering him the non-exclusive at $32 these are two scenarios will unfold now. Number one is somebody will say, well, the Ravens couldn't negotiate with Lamar, but we sure as hell can. And they could come in and offer whatever they want to Lamar. The Ravens then have five days to match it. So it's possible, and I'm just going to pick a team out of thin air here, and we'll get to the teams in a second, that the Washington commanders step up to the plate and say, Lamar, You want fully guaranteed? Let's just go with the Watson numbers. Five to 230, you got it. And then the ball goes in Baltimore's court. Do you want to match? If yes, they pay Lamar five years and $230 million. If no, they get two first-round picks and say bye to their quarterback. And I know that may not sound great, but it's way worse than not great. Because Russell Wilson, much older, Never won an MVP. Does have a Super Bowl. Last year was able, in exchange for Russell Wilson, Seattle got a tight end in Noah Fant, a backup quarterback in Drew Locke, a defensive end in Shelby Harris, 22 and 23 first-round picks, and 22 and 23 second-round picks for Russell Wilson. So, yes, if they lose Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens will have been playing a high-stakes game of enter your Vegas table game here, card game here, and they will have lost badly. Lamar is much younger than Russell Wilson. Hell, Matthew Stafford fetched more than this Lamar Jackson uh, thing would fetch. For Matt Stafford, the Detroit Lions got Jared Goff, starting quarterback, 2021 third-round pick, and then 2022 first, 2023 first. Again, The Ravens are looking at just two first-round picks, and their quarterback walks out the door. They are gambling that no other owner is going to step up, and this is where it gets interesting. You can literally look at the standings with me. We could go through all 32 teams and see who on earth can possibly bid for Lamar Jackson. Now, the team I've connected him with forever is the Miami Dolphins. This could be the ace up the sleeve of Baltimore. Miami, where Lamar definitely wants to play. We all know that does not have a first-round pick this year because they forfeited it. Now, you're going to say they do have a first-round pick, and I'm going to say they don't have their own first-round pick. There is some debate on whether the first-round pick you have to possess for the non-exclusive franchise tag is your own or just a first, but it's sure looking like it's your own. Miami, thus, would be out of the running. Now, they have another first-round pick via trade, but they don't have their own, which was forfeited. So if you remove Miami, then it's like, oh, well, Who's gonna pony up? One obvious one is Atlanta, right? The Falcons who had Michael Vick, they're playing a dome, they have some weapons, they've got some young talent, they've got an offensive line. Let's make it happen. However, a report from ESPN, and I will point out at this at this stage, it is not an Adam Schefter report. I'm not gonna, you know, take a jab at any other reporter, but it's it ain't Schefter, it's someone else. That, rep- that reporter claims that Atlanta will not be in the mix. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't buy that. The other interesting teams, obviously, are Washington, no quarterback. I'll get to them in a sec. Carolina, which has Frank Reich taking over as head coach and a lot of questions at quarterback. And the Las Vegas Raiders, who have... Josh McDaniels just ran off Derek Carr, and he has nobody. Now, he might have Jimmy Garoppolo. If the Baltimore Ravens have intel on McDaniels and Garoppolo having an under-the-table deal, cross them off the list. So now it's basically Atlanta, Washington, and maybe Tennessee? And folks, again, you can look up and down the standings, and there just aren't teams, A, with cap room, B, with first-round picks, or C, they have a quarterback. Now Tampa is basically dumping deck chairs off the Titanic to try to clear a Cap room. I don't think it's to make a run at Lamar Jackson, but they're dumping Leonard Fournette, they're dumping Donovan Smith, they're dumping Cameron Brait, basically just unloading veterans. they They got their way over the cap. I, I, Baltimore may have may have called this perfectly.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz.
1: Azúcar.
2: Harold G.
4: La Bichota.
2: Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons.
0: Hey,
4: you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon.
2: Aw, Joseph!
4: Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, if, if we're turning this into a chess match, let me drill down on Washington real quick because this is a fun one. Daniel Snyder is essentially being forced to sell the team that he owns. He is a rotten owner by all accounts. He's done a lot of shady stuff. He's not well-liked. The owners have apparently been trying to run him off. And it seems like they've finally got him. And he's put the team up. I don't know where they are in the process, but it's out there that Daniel Snyder will be selling the team. He is still the owner. Is there a chance Daniel Snyder says, ah, okay, you guys want to run me out? And he pulls like a Tony Montana, I'm going down swinging. And all of a sudden, Daniel Snyder says, I'm giving you that five years 230 that you want, Lamar. It's yours. We will make it work. It's a big middle finger to all the owners in the league. Now there's two starting quarterbacks that have fully guaranteed deals. Neither of them, by the way, has even been to a Super Bowl. And, oh, by the way, Washington would be stealing from their regional rival, Baltimore. I mean, listen, that's going to tick off Ravens fans big time. If their ownership wouldn't pay, Washington pays for Lamar. Now, Washington's got a defense. Offensive line's a little suspect. I like the skill position, guys. There's something there. Lamar instantly becomes one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFC. What is it? Uh, Assuming Rodgers goes to my Jets. We're looking at what? Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford. Like, Lamar's instantly a stud in the NFC. And folks, NFC's there for the taking. Like, this would not be the worst move ever for Daniel Snyder. Oh, by the way, if it works out, As hated as he was, he will be lauded as, you know, Daniel Snyder did a pretty damn good thing. It would be a pretty awesome stroke of genius for Daniel Snyder who's basically done nothing right in Washington since he's been there. I mean, you know, you look at some of these stories that are out there with what went on behind the scenes and he was just a lousy human being. I guess that's what happens when you luck into selling a company for millions and millions of dollars. You can just do whatever the hell you want and act like an idiot. At any rate, there is a good chance, though, that nobody offers up fully guaranteed, which is what Lamar wants, or something close to it. In which case, the Ravens now have a discount because their quarterback's playing for $32 million. And he's going to be looking around saying, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. hold on. Derek Carr got, is getting $35 million a year? Zero playoff wins Derek Carr? like What is he, 16 games under 500 By the way... We're 45 and 16 with me as a starting quarterback since 2018. Forty-five and sixteen. What are you guys without me? Oh, two and eight. That's right. Yeah, you stink without me. So you start adding this stuff up. And Peter King had an interesting note where he essentially said, Good luck convincing Lamar Jackson to play for thirty-two million on the non exclusive franchise tag. I mean, he's gonna look at Daniel Jones getting more money than him, Dak, and that's insanity, right? So does Lamar Jackson then sit out the season. It's getting interesting, real quick, for the Baltimore Ravens. This is, this is, I would say, is a little more interesting than Russ last year, because Russ was older. I mean, Lamar is still incredibly dynamic. We know how talented he is. I know the injuries the last two years have stunk and kind of not been great for him. But I mean, he's tw- he just turned 26 in January. And if you play the Willie's motivated card, we'll we'll fire away on that one. This is going to be... I'm going to give you a sleeper before we get to our guest for Lamar Jackson. Sleeper. Let's say Aaron Rodgers is just using using the Jets as a dog and pony show to get attention, and he says, I'm staying in Green Bay, like the Leonardo DiCaprio wolf of Wall Street. I'm not going anywhere! And they, they cheer, and Green Bay loves him again, blah, blah, blah. What if the Jets say, man, didn't get Carr. Rodgers was a big prick tease for us. Let's go get Lamar Jackson. What are two first-round picks when four of our five best players are young guys on rookie deals? We got got Quinn and Williams that we got to pay. We could cut loose a couple defensive ends. You can find those guys. Carl Lawson was good, but not amazing. C.J. Mosley will take a pay cut to stick around. Lamar Jackson's popular among players. Ravens players like him. Lamar Jackson and the Jets, I'll take. <laughs> the only problem is the fully guaranteed aspect scares me. Now, the the alternative is he's only 26, so it ain't the worst thing in the world. But you see the Cleveland um, Browns having to rearrange all the furniture to try to make, their salary cap situation work. It sounds like they're going to lose Kareem Hunt. it But they've drafted pretty well. Their offensive line is pretty well set. So if they are able to get their defense in order, Browns are going to be good next year. And you know the Ravens will be falling off a cliff because they do not have a quarterback in the pipeline. I know there's a lot of talent on the roster, but no, I'm sorry. they're They're not a playoff team without Lamar Jackson. For the entire season. that That's just, that's not on the table. So very fascinating NFL situations afoot. You got to love what's happening in the league right now. Lamar Jackson. We still haven't heard a lot from Matt Stafford. I'm keeping my ear to the ground on that one. You know I've been early. It's interesting. I'll I'll just leave this out there. The people who had told me a lot about Stafford and I talked to him at the Super Bowl face-to-face have gone quiet Here this week. I don't know what that means. Maybe Stafford's negotiating a new deal and and nobody's talking, but I would keep an eye on Stafford. Okay. So it's Lamar, Rodgers, and Stafford. Three of the 10 best quarterbacks in the league. Maybe on the move. All right. Let's get to our guest. Without further ado, Ryan Glasspiegel of the New York Post.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. bundled savings variant are not available in every state coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is
1: and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G.
4: La Bichota. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Thurow Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
2: Mexico will likely have its first female president.
0: And then you have China.
1: basically everyone was expecting if not a calamity certainly a recession
4: but the problem is that that paperwork as our reporting showed is fake
5: as someone who's covering the market i'm often very worried about an imminent collapse i'm thinking about it quite often
0: listen to the big take on the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your
4: podcasts
0: you know a guy jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports
4: I know what sports fans want.
0: But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a
4: guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire, a guy I've known for at least a decade now. Goodness gracious, he was with me at the big lead. He was briefly at OutKick. He's currently at the New York Post, does features, does media stuff. Ryan Glassbeagle. Ryan, how are you, man?
5: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I'm just scared with this frenetic pace of all these NFL rumors and innuendo that we're going to tape this on Tuesday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern. And by the time straight fire with Jason McIntyre posts on Wednesday morning, it's going to be obsolete information. But that's the risk we run.
4: That is the risk. I mean, unless you want to record at, uh, you know, maybe 5 a.m. Pacific time, but... I I guess like I'm driving home from Fox uh, on Tuesday and the Aaron Rodgers stuff is starting to percolate. And I know Glass Beagle's a big Packers guy, even though he lives in Chicago. He is a huge Packers guy. So he would text me over the years that he's at games. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a playoff game. I got to be there. And he's a big Rodgers guy. So I was like, you know what? Let me bring him in. It seems like the Rodgers run in Green Bay is over. All signs are pointing to him going to the Jets. I need to ask Ryan. As a guy, you're on the younger side, so you've never experienced life without a good quarterback. You had Favre, you have Rodgers. Are you nervous about what the future holds? Or do you think there's a chance Rodgers decides, I talked to the Jets, no thanks, I'm staying in Green Bay?
5: I do think that there's a chance that he stays in Green Bay. There's, look to understand like all the salary cap stuff in the NFL, you need a PhD in accounting and there's all sorts of like, oh, he's owed 60 million guaranteed next year. And there's this $40 million cap hit and they, oh, but if it's after June 1st, they could smooth it over two years. And there's like a million of those little nuances that have to be worked out between the three sides, which are the Packers, the acquiring team, and Rogers. And, you know, just because, Like, I do think the Jets really want Rodgers. And I've been on this since mid-January. We've talked about this privately and publicly a lot. But there are certain people who know where the ball is going before it gets there. And Joe Namath is somebody who has a relationship with Woody Johnson. He goes on Tiki and Tierney on January 19th and out of the blue, like just brings up, I want the Jets to go get Rodgers and he can wear my number. And you're like, he's not bringing that up. For no reason. He knows that Woody Johnson wants Rodgers. And lo and behold, here we are a month and a half later, they're flying to go see him in California on a private jet. Uh. So the Jets definitely want him. I don't know whether Rodgers would want to be a jet over, say, a Titan or a Raider or even a Dolphin, but the Jets certainly want Rodgers more than anybody else wants him.
4: Yeah, I just – I don't know. It just feels like Rodgers is near the end. Um, He had a bad year, Ryan. He wasn't running the football. You know, there is a whiff of maybe Russell Wilson here where Russell Wilson, according to the Seattle Seahawks, did not look great his final year. I know he was injured. Then he goes to Denver and is just not the same guy. Maybe that happens with Rodgers. Now, last year, Denver hired Hackett as their head coach thinking they could get Rodgers. The Jets bring on Hackett as the offensive coordinator – Woody Johnson, star lover. It feels like the stars are aligning. But, Ryan, you and I know when everybody's saying
5: something, it usually doesn't happen. Is this one of those times? I Yeah. I, I You know, it's I don't know what's going to happen. The last two offseasons, and you know this, I was certain that he was going to return to Green Bay because they weren't going to get rid of him. But – Now it's like, you know, they've been clearing all this cap space by restructuring other veteran deals. And what I think is they've told Rogers, you can come back at this price. Like we will restructure your deal and you'll make X, but you're not going to make Y. And Like the the Jets wouldn't be able to talk to him if they didn't give him permission. So they're willing to let him leave if he can find a deal that's all right with him. But I don't know that he's going to survey the landscape and think that he has a better chance to win than he has in Green Bay. And so, you know, he's just a very... Difficult person to psychoanalyze, and this is a decision where he's going to obviously factor heavy into it. I just don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. The um, there, I wouldn't rule out any of these other teams. Like you had, no, no, definitely not. You had Rich Eisen come out yesterday oh, and say like he's got basics. But he did. He did say that the Dolphins may not be, you know, married to Tua, and so. Oh well, everybody knows that. um, And he pointed Brady there, but like Miami, that looks like a destination where if they want Rogers, you could see Rogers wanting that. They've got two great receivers and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. No, yeah, but um, Ryan,
4: I don't think they'd be able to afford though. I mean, Rogers is a massive cap hit. They would have to make massive changes. I I mean, I do think Lamar Jackson fits in well. no, no, he's not a he's
5: not a massive cap hit for the acquiring team. He's a massive cap hit for the Packers based on what they already paid him in his signing bonus. I believe he only counts like seventeen million against the cap for the team that acquires him for next year. Well, that is one of the. That's one of the weird ones. Like, what site is is that from Spot Track? I I honestly I believe I don't know where I've seen that but I I know that I've seen that before. Rodgers is like this weird contract where they gave him a huge signing bonus and a ton of money guaranteed but it was like front loaded by the Packers and they can smooth the cap hit if they designate this trade post June 1st and um you know I it, it's like very difficult to parse and there's like an uh Option bonus that's coming, but I do believe that it's the Packers who are on the, the the hook for the majority of the cap hit for next season, regardless of where he plays.
4: Yeah, so but that you just said an interesting thing for next season, like there's a chance, you know, you said to June one stuff. We know Aaron Rodgers is a waffler. He's got the far thing. There's a chance we get to June one. He's like, you know what? I don't think I want to do the. I don't want to do camps. I don't I, do. I want to play football anymore. Like there's,
5: he's it, not going to retire. Say- he's owed way too much money. Well, I mean, again,
4: like would anything surprise you with Rogers? Because I, you the know, the would surprise me. Nothing else would. Well, wouldn't you say he's a different dude than he was the first? I don't know, ten years that he was a star in this league.
5: He is. Um, you know, the pandemic had different effects on a lot of different people. And I definitely think he emerged from that as a more like a rugged maverick individualist. And for whatever reason, like he, you know, you've talked about this before. Romeo Dobbs went on the radio and said that Rogers never, you know, approached him about hanging out outside the facility. He kind of was just like, you know, he insulated himself where he had a good relationship with Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb and Mason yeah, Crosby and P- older people who are closer to him in age. And that was very similar to one of the things Favre got dinged for at the end of his time with the Packers, where it seemed like he was isolating himself. And that was something that people didn't like about Russell Wilson on the Broncos last year What you brought him up. But he had his own office and he would go hang out in there and not, you know, be mingling with the teammates. And so he he is definitely um, different and set in his ways. He doesn't want to participate in the offseason program and the Packers structured a deal so that he would barely have to and all of those things are fine when they've won, you know, 13 games a year, three straight seasons. He's got one two straight MVPs, they've gone to two consecutive NFC title games, but now um that's not the case. And so, you know, it, they were going through a big flux at the offense last year losing Devonte Adams and having to adjust to pretty much a brand new receiving core. And to have him not come in and get, you know, reps and chemistry with Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs and some of the other young players definitely hurt their timing, at least in the first half of the year.
4: Yeah, I just I wonder I'm trying to think back and you would know better than I. Early in his career, I don't know, we'll go with age 26 through 35. Didn't strike me as the kind of guy who was doing a ton of media interviews. Now, here we are post-pandemic. He's going on a former punter's YouTube show like every week and almost seemingly creating news on purpose, like saying stuff to ruffle feathers and get out there in the in the news cycle. And it's not necessarily support stuff. Ayahuasca, darkness retreat. <laughs> um, he's, he went on a philosophy podcast. And again, I'm not criticizing. I'm just pointing out this is a complete 180 from the dude we knew. It would be like the equivalent of Lamar Jackson saying, I'm going to go get a traditional agent and then being in a bunch of national commercials, like something changed. He went from not having a normal situation to, Oh my gosh, uh, this is Lamar Jackson. And it's not a criticism, Ryan, But w- w- like what w- there's, it almost feels like there's some kind of agenda here and I will toss in some of the COVID denial, do my own research, Joe Rogan, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it, it just feels different and weird. And when you add Going to New York, the only city, the only major city that had vaccine mandates that I'm aware of and arguably the second most liberal city in the country behind San Francisco. For a guy who you said is like an individual, definitely skews one way. It, none well, that's why I adamant. think
5: Miami makes sense and I think Tennessee makes sense and I think Vegas makes sense. Those are all cities that I could see him preferring to live in instead of New York, although I actually don't think he would go to the Raiders just because, you know. I could see Rogers being like Devontae Adams left me. I'm not going to go bail him out of his mistake, but um, you know, he owns a home in the Nashville area. And so I think the Titans and Miami are two teams that haven't gotten mentioned as much as they maybe should in all of this. But um, yeah, I, you know, New York, the thing about New York that makes it so alluring is two things. One it's Nathaniel Hackett, as running the offense and Rogers has worked with him before. And this is a guy like Rogers is a little bit like me where he doesn't want to be, you know, very intimately managed and Hackett is a guy where um, he kind of like gives Rogers a very long leash. And then that, that Jets team is just ready to win right now. Like if they didn't lose Brees Hall in the middle of last season, I have very little doubt that they would have been a playoff team, even with all of like the Zach Wilson drama. And so that's a team where you just look at them and you're like, if you plug in from being a bottom third quarterback team to a top third quarterback, all of a sudden look out. And so that's why I think it would be alluring to him, but I don't think he would like living around there. Like, you know, I I am a big Packers fan, and I obviously work for the New York Post. I really don't think that it's, you know – Jason Gay is a columnist for the Wall Street Journal, and he made a point like, oh, people like it shows New York bias that they're like he couldn't handle the big, bad New York media. But the Packers are a way more important global team than the Jets. And so he's used to a lot of coverage. He is not used to the type of like pointed questions and follow ups and just, you know, not rudeness, but they have a Used to the way that reporters and sports talk radio hosts would really stand up to him and push back after poor performances in New York. Like, I really don't think he would handle that very well. Uh, Well, I mean, you've
4: been around him. And I will say, do you think that he regressed significant? How would you characterize his regression last year? Significant, minor, old age no Devontae adams i'm sure you're going to just say a combination of all of them but yeah
5: no it's well it's a combination feels- of a lot of things you made, you made the point earlier and it was a good point that he's not running as much It's not only that, Jason, he is, his escapability, like if you want to put up like, you know, a red meter or whatever, it has gone down several notches out of 10. So there were like a lot of times early in his career where he would escape a pass rush and then not only scramble for first downs, but, you know, find Jordy Nelson or Greg Jennings or any number of receivers open down the field on an improvisation route and that's not happening nearly as much anymore. Now he just gets sacked. And so he he lost that, but it's like the tricky thing in that we're just is totally unknowable is how much did that broken thumb that he suffered on a final play Hail Mary against the Giants in London when they were 3-1 and one going into that game and then went on a big losing skid and he played terribly for a couple months after it. How much did that broken thumb affect his performance? You know, he didn't have one game last year, Jason, where he threw for 300 yards. Can you believe that? It's Zero? just ridiculous. Zero. Yeah, I did, not I one did find this.
4: He had as many fumbles lost last year, too as he had it in the prior five seasons combined.
5: So yeah, that he, goes I mean back yeah, he rushed for 98 thing. yards, Ryan. Yeah, he he um he it's a combination of he's not as athletic as he used to be. He's not as willing to run as he used to be. You know, they finally ran a quarterback sneak late in the year for like the first time in what felt like several seasons this year. And so it, it's it's just I actually do think though that a motivated Aaron Rodgers could have a great year on a different team than the Packers next year because you, if you remember like they he played every game in their last season of Mike McCarthy in Green Bay and he did not play well there were like a lots of questions where where it was like will Aaron Rodgers ever be good again or is he just average now it had been like two years where people were wondering if he was permanently over the hill. And then they went 13 and 3 in the first year of LaFleur. After that, the Packers drafted his replacement in Jordan Love. And then he had two straight MVP years. So he had three very good productive winning years after people questioned if he was done before. And so I actually think there's like this weird thing about him where he can harness these great performances again if he's sufficiently motivated and focused. It's a very weird thing to say about a professional athlete. You would never say that about Tom Brady. He would always just be maximally focused. But Rodgers' performance goes up and down based on his focus and motivation at that time.
4: Well, we could wrap up with this one right. And and as you're explaining it and you keep saying other teams, it's starting to hit me. So last year Tyreek Hill when the Chiefs decided they weren't they were going to trade him because they you know, they had to get rid of somebody. Tyreek Hill used the Jets as leverage. Um, the Jets are often used to leverage because they have the longest playoff drought in the league. They're desperate. They're a sad franchise.
5: Their owner stinks. The owner really wants them. Yeah. Is there
4: a scenario where Rodgers is using the Jets to get
5: to? I, I can't imagine Atlanta, uh, Miami. He's. Not, they're not trading him in the NFC. So you can. So it would be what? It would be all like, of those off. What Miami or Tennessee? Miami, Tennessee, Vegas are the three teams that are quarterback I needy. I feels like Jimmy G's ticketed for Vegas, and it has
4: been like an under-the-table thing. Hey, let me reunite with Josh, you know, knows well, my system. Well, here's one
5: other one, McDaniels and, and it's Rogers. a total wild oh, card. What about the Patriots? What happens with Mac Jones? I mean, did, did, did it seem like, you know, they they— I don't like Mac Jones, but— The one guy that does is Josh
4: McDaniels. So that does get interesting. But is is Belichick giving a guy in his conference the quarterback that he would want?
5: Well, they don't have have to do anything with Jones because on a rookie deal, they could have Rogers and Jones there. But um, I could see – and maybe they send him back to the Packers or whatever in the trade. But – the um, that's someone the Patriots and Dolphins are teams that nobody has brought up with Rodgers. And, you know, what about also the Ravens? They might lose Lamar Jackson after this transition tag stuff. So th- those are the three teams like everybody has mentioned the Jets and the Raiders and even the Titans. Nobody has mentioned the Dolphins, Patriots, or Ravens, or uh, as potential Rogers destinations. This is interesting. I,
4: I, it feels like more
5: and more the Jets are being used. Maybe well, but maybe they woo him. Maybe they just make such a case. We want you. We'll let you do whatever you want. We're so desperate. We will, you know, bow down and kiss your feet like that. He there's a part of him that like responds to that. He wants to be feeded. He wants to be chased. Um, he wants to be loved. And as much as he, you know, puts out a public bravado that he doesn't. You know, the Packers had to go and woo him back the last two off seasons. So the Jets are kind of following that playbook. Mm, disappointing. Um, so will you pick a new favorite team if Rodgers leaves the Packers? Oh, no, 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 no. no. The, I'm a Packers fan. The, um, and will, will I think you, well, how about this? Will going to this? be good. Will you I will make, root for Rodgers. I'll root you, for him. Will you make
4: time to go to road games at Lambeau? Well, because you live in Chicago Road. Um, if Jordan loves a quarterback.
5: Absolutely. I'll go I'll go to one to two Packers games every year that I'm physically able to. And I will go to every home playoff game, although I say that and my daughter's birthday is the first week of the playoffs. So, oh, that's um, rough, yeah. so the we'll wife. we'll have to figure uh, that one out. Hold but, on one second. Um, I just
4: thought of another one, Ryan. OK. If Rogers stays in the NFC, let's say he stays with the Packers. Yeah. Where does he rank among quarterbacks in the NFC? Is he the best? Is it Stafford? Is it uh, Derek Carr? Is it Kirk Cousins? Is
5: it uh, Jalen Hurts? I think Hurts is the best and Rodgers is second. Well, Rodgers would be second. Okay, so now he goes to the and AFC. And I think he's better than Lamar Jackson if Lamar Jackson goes to the NFC. Um, in the AFC, though, is Rodgers even a top five quarterback? Um, so he's definitely not better than Mahomes. That's obvious. Allen um, definitely not better than Allen. That's Herbert. when it starts to get a little bit debatable.
4: Herbert um, Burrow
5: definitely not better than Burrow. Um, I, yeah, probably after Herbert, but probably number five.
4: Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and, and again, I, I don't he's better think than. Them. I'd rather him. I'd rather him than them. Well, don't think of Rogers as two-time MVP, a guy you rooted for as a Packers fan. Think of no, him as coming of, off an I'm awful year, of Rodgers thirty-nine as somebody years Somebody who's
5: going to be very motivated. Somebody who is very naturally talented. Somebody who still has great arm strength. Um, you know, as I said, the motivation factor for Rogers. Don't discount that. He, um, he, he very well could be an elite performer again. I would not write him off.
4: Well. He's too talented to totally fall off a cliff. But at any rate, Ryan Glassbeagle, beagle New York Post, wrestling guy, <laughs> Packers guy, March Madness guy, loves gambling. We talk gambling often. Uh, continued
5: success in your career, Ryan. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate you. Have me any, on anytime. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem
0: is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats,